It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Palm, filling in for Michael Lombardi here as Lombardi's making his cross-country trip. <laughs> He's coming out to Vegas, oh, by the way. Well, that's good, though. I mean, it took Ben Fox six weeks to get here when they hired him. I mean, the wagon trains came quicker. Michael's only taken two weeks to get here. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> It's not quite the Oregon Trail. I think we're all going to make it just fine. But uh, Lombardi will be here. We can't wait to have him here in Vegas. We're going to have a lot of fun over these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Mike Palm Circa is where you can find Mike, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, Justin Perry, college basketball betting analyst over at Shot Quality Bets, joins us in 30 minutes, breaking down conference tournaments, which are heating up. He has eight plays we counted them before the show <laughs> we'll get into those plays or as many as possible when we talk to justin in 30 minutes Vinny mayulo hall of fame odds maker over at the south point will check in with us as he gives us a look about what's going on behind the window over at the south point andy vasquez just reporter at the star ledger and newjersey.com nj.com we'll call in at 10 30 talking all things jets and if they're destined to get a four-time mvp quarterback sometime soon jets fans i'm sure are hoping for that but first mike let's get into what we saw Last night in college basketball, we were talking about it a little bit before the show here, how yesterday's games, we had some good ones. It was a lot. There were some duds. But in terms of the good ones, I got to start with Virginia and North Carolina. Mm. 
because your old partner on your old <laughs> show, Amal Shah, on the show Odds On, you, Amal wanted to put Hubert Davis six feet under for what North Carolina was doing. They, of course, then go on the run to the national title game. Maybe Amal was a year too early on the Tar Heels. Maybe. I mean, I, that was when my, my we had my baby daughter last year, right? And I was yeah. and I was out, and you filled in uh, filled in that week. And I remember the great debate. He said it's over for Hubert Davis, and he said slow down and. He, I don't know, University of Washington got brought into it. <laughs> yeah. I, but but then you got kind of indicated with the run. I I I I mean they had a great run. They had some good wins. They, the, the 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 Sweet 16 win over UCLA was a really good win and then yeah. of course great game with Duke in the semifinals and they had a 15 point lead on Kansas, but the path kind of fell for them as well too with St. Peter's and that I was talking to uh, Nick Bogdanovich, who's uh, you know longtime head man at William Hill, now works for us here at Circa, and he's I mean he's getting here at four in the morning to work these college basketball <laughs> lines, uh, and he loves it. He said this is his fav- favorite time of the year uh, because the lines are sharp. They're playing on neutral court, so this is a great time to be a bookmaker, but uh, and not only to be alive. Uh, <laughs> but he said he had Carolina number one before the. I said when I saw the opening odds come out and Carolina was favored to win the national title, what a wide open year this had to be. Because I thought Carolina was a borderline top 20 team. I didn't think they'd perform this badly. How can they get in the tournament? I know the committee would love to put them in Dayton. They don't deserve to be in the tournament. I grew up a North Carolina fan, love Dean Smith. Where are their wins outside of Chapel Hill? They haven't done anything. I thought they had to get to the ACC final to even be considered. Yep. They got bounced by Virginia. I thought Virginia actually was pretty dominant in that game yesterday. I bet them in-game when they were up five with about four minutes to go, minus five and a half. I just didn't. You know, Carolina does not put together a cohesive half-court offense. Virginia was getting good looks, 16 to 18 feet. They were running their offense. And, uh, you know, Carolina got hot. They shot well in that first half in that game. That was a runaway in Chapel Hill against Virginia where the line went to four and a half. And, and they beat a Boston College team with their best player who had an injury. So I, I think they're out. Does that mean Hobie Davis is out? No. no. Uh, they'll give him some rope. Um he was the choice. Remember, Matt Doherty was never their choice to come in, and they ran him after three years. He was never their choice. He was, I mean, Matt Doherty tells a story that Dean Smith told him, just remember, you were our fifth choice when they got, I, I don't know if I believe that story, but I think Hubert Davis gets at least five years, but you got to make the tournament, yeah. and you, and you got to make a lot of second weekends of the tournament if you're at North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, he, he got off to a great start last yeah. year, but I think you're spot on with the fact that heading into this season, they were always overvalued because Everyone talks about, well, they made the national title game. They returned four stars. I was like, that team was an eight seed. They were an eight seed for a reason. They were not very good for the large portion of that season. And the ACC is the worst I've ever seen it, right? I think Miami is clearly the best team. Doesn't mean they're going to beat Duke today. Duke's starting to peak like Kentucky. Um, But this is a really, really down ACC. And and Carolina was a seven seed in in a horrible ACC this year. Yeah, it's Virginia, even with what they did last night, I don't think I'm very sold on the Virginia Cavaliers. I mean, they play Clemson later on this evening. We'll get into that game later in the show. Does but... Clemson have to win tonight to get in the tournament? I don't think. Hmm. I think Lenardi thinks they're. I don't know think, that they're Lenardi in. thinks they're in. Yeah, I don't know that they're in. They <sighs> win, if they could win tonight, I think that they're yeah. solidly in. But... I mean, when you have like some of these Mountain West teams doing what they're doing, <laughs> and it's like yeah, like Nevada kind of spit the bit over the last three weeks or so. Maybe Clemson can sneak in if they lose because Virginia is thought of at least decently, but. Uh... They won't, they'll be sweating, let's yeah. put it that way, if they lose later this evening against Virginia. Uh, also, earlier in the day yesterday, we saw Marquette against St. John's over at the Mecca in MSG in the Big East quarterfinal. Marquette hangs on to beat the Johnnies 72-70 in overtime. 
St. John's probably should have won this game, looking back on it there, but Marquette survives as a shock and his boys keep dancing towards a Big East title tournament. Yeah, St. John's had about three or four possessions where they could have put the game away late, and they just couldn't get it done. I said to Stormy, what, I mean, the line went from 161 to 163, but these they played a 190-point game. They played 181. Why was that line only 162, right, in the first half? I think it was 36-26. There was only 62 points. They might have had to get to the third overtime for that game to go over. Um, <clears throat> Will Hill was on yesterday. It was interesting. He, he had a St. John's first half bet, which was an easy winner, but talked about he doesn't like Mike Anderson in late in games as a strategist. And uh, I'm not sure yesterday was Mike Anderson's fault. I have a future on Marquette. Um, they're not defensive stalwarts, but I know they can get on a run and they can score points with anyone. I think the Big East is underrated. I think you could make the argument the Big East is the second best conference behind really? the Big Twelve, not over the, over the SEC. Over the SEC, okay. I, I I think if you take your core six, I'm not big on Tennessee. I think Tennessee. I don't see much of a tournament future for them because they go through these ruts of eight minutes where they don't score. That's mm-hmm. going to knock you out of the tournament. Um, Kentucky's come on. I don't know. There's a lot of people higher on Arkansas. I'm not as high on Arkansas. I just think the Big East has been really competitive this year. I think Creighton's a sleepy tournament team. Yes. I don't have them. I think they're sneaky. I think you still get them around 35 to 1. Uh, obviously, UConn has peaked and valley this year, but when they're good, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And you see their favorite today over Marquette. So I think these Big East teams, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see, if you see three Big East teams in the second weekend. Yeah, to your point on UConn, they're number four in Ken Palm, and for whatever that's worth, if you buy into that, it's they have that profile that the analytics like and stuff, and they just kind of had had some ruts that they hit earlier this season. They were season. tremendous in the preseason. Yeah. Amal told me before the year, 60-1 to is not a bad play on this team. And they got out to the start, and I was mad, and I said, I'm not betting them because I didn't get 60-1. to I'm not taking 18-1, to right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I just I get stubborn sometimes with that. And then they went through the rut, and I said, geez, Amal, he said, they'll be okay uh, interesting where they'll get seated, uh, on what line they'll get seated, but I think they're definitely dangerous in the tournament. Do you trust Dan Hurley, though? Because he's had some duds in the tournament. He's not done anything in the tournament, he hasn't done, right? Yeah. But, that, but, but the first time you do it, you haven't done it before. So, it's true. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're a very talented team, though. In the Big 12, the best conference in America, TCU beat Kansas State last night 80-67. to Based on watching that game, I'm not even sure if it was that close. They were just in control despite – all the talk about Eddie Lampkin, their yeah. big guy, going away uh, in the, from the program. Will Hill had another great call on that. He loved he loved that game yesterday, TC. He said they're just that much better than Kansas State. I said, well, if you look at it on paper, they both won at home convincingly as like two-and-a-half, three-point favorites. But this was, to talk about competitive, and this was a no contest from the start, really. Yeah. This was a dominant performance. And remember, there's a home edge there. I think Kansas State has probably has the third most home edge in Kansas City. Iowa State's right there with Kansas. I mean, they meet today. These are mm-hmm. the two great. They travel. That's Hilt, that is Hilton South. Yep. That's a three-hour drive from Ames to Kansas City, and they always turn out for that. Heck, half the sports book here was Iowa State. They had like four <laughs> booths. They were running around <laughs> screaming during the second half comeback, and they always come out for the uh, March Madness here as well. Yeah, Iowa State. I remember I covered a bowl game when I was working in Spokane, Washington State. They played Iowa State in the Alamo Bowl about four years ago. Mm-hmm. It was Gardner Minshew's yep. here with, with Washington State, and – it was probably about 80% Iowa State fans at that Alamo Bowl. They travel so well, and like they're the nicest people as well. Like you'll, you, I was running into them all over the hotels and all that. Stuff. I was like, hey, yeah, I'm covering the other team, but you guys are pretty nice. Any ex- <laughs> well, there, there's no pro team in the state. That's number mm-hmm. one. But any excuse to get out of Iowa in December, right? I mean, yeah. we had Rose Bowl Plays parties when Iowa wasn't in it, just to root for the Big Ten. You know. <laughs> 
I'm sure, I'm sure that plays a factor. Uh, also in the Big 12, speaking of Iowa State, they beat Baylor yesterday. Baylor, I know a lot of people are liking this team as they're kind of coming on. They've been playing well over the last three to four weeks here, but their defense is just suspect, and it showed up again yesterday. I mean, they were up 18 with two minutes to go in the first half at the Fog and got beat by double digits. I never saw. I was looking at the bet ticker here. We opened Kansas. They were down 13 and a half. We opened them as a six-point favorite in the second half. I, I don't know if I saw a Baylor bet. It went six, six and a half, seven, seven and a half, eight, and then it came back to seven and a half. It was such a runaway. I mean, people were coming that don't even bet mm-hmm. half times coming into bet Kansas. I think they covered the 13. They had it tied within before the under 16 timeout and just rolled Baylor. To your point, when you can't defend, you give up those runs yep. that you're not advancing. Yeah. yeah. You can even run up on a mid-major and they'll take you <laughs> out because those typically that mid-major is pretty good <laughs> and can score the basketball. Uh, we have a game that's already tipped off in the Big Ten tournament, the quarterfinals underway in Chicago. Rutgers, the nine seed, taking on the top seed, Purdue. This game closed with the Boilermakers, six and a half point favorites, total 127. Any in-game strategies that you'll be looking for here uh, with this game? I, it's interesting because remember, Purdue was 13-0 and in ranked number one, and they were eight and a half point favorites, and Rutgers went into Mackey and beat them. They were up 10 and a half, I believe. Purdue came back, took a lead in the second half, and Rutgers eventually won the game. Six and a half here on a neutral. Interesting to see if Rutgers can play with them in the first half. I think if they can... If you can get Rutgers and they're near tied at halftime, still getting five and a half or six, I think it's worth a look. Yeah, Rutgers, they know how to muck up the game, and they hit a three right there to make it a 5-2 advantage. So we're off and running on the show. We're off and running with the conference tournaments. It's going to be a fun day, semifinals all across the country. We're going to discuss it, but we'll talk some NFL on the other side. Free agency about to hit in a few days here. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSEN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guys feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. He's Mike Palm. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. We have Justin Perry of Shot Quality coming up in 15 minutes to break down these conference tournament games. But the game that's going on right now in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Rutgers has a 12-4 lead at the under-16 timeout. I'm looking at BetMGM, their live numbers. You can get Purdue laying 2.5, but you got to pay a little juice, minus 120 on it. Live totals 128.5, but if you want to play Purdue on the money line, minus 160. Yeah, they're they're uh, Rutgers actually minus one and a half now at William Hill. Ooh. you can you can get Purdue still still Purdue favored on the money line though <laughs> minus one twenty five. Funny how that as works as they as they adjust <laughs> their numbers here. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting. I I settle in here. I wouldn't get too excited just yeah. yet uh, with this game. I'd I I tend to want to let games get to the under eight timeout, mm-hmm. at least the under twelve timeout before I form an opinion, unless it's a total. If I if I think, let's say I was on an under in this game and it gets out to a fast start, now you can buy into a much better yeah. total to go under. I will hit that early, maybe try to create a middle. Um, but as far as sides go, I, I like to let them play a little bit here, at least the first half of the first half. And the total closed 127. So, yeah, like if, if it all of a sudden got up to yeah. like 134 and a half or something like that, then maybe you could 
come back on in on this one. But uh, yeah, Rutgers, they've had a lot of success against Purdue, five and one. <laughs> In their last six games against the Boilermakers, so maybe this will be an interesting mm-hmm. game this afternoon. Over I remember there. they beat. I think they Chicago. beat them when they were number one at Rutgers at the rack yeah. a couple years ago, yeah. and then they it was a buzzer beater. I yeah, think. right. And then they yeah. did it again this year at Mackey. Something about the Scarlet Knights that <laughs> Purdue can't seem to crack here. Uh, but let's transition over to the NFL here while we have some time. Got some big news today, and mm-hmm. I host, co-host the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. We're going to put our hands up and say, all right, we broke this damn story. I get what everybody's saying. I get what everyone's saying about this Darius Slay thing, but we discussed this on the podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review, by the way, wherever you get your podcast. Yesterday on the GM Shuffle that the Eagles are looking to shop Darius Slay due to money, obviously being the crux of this deal. Darius Slay wants some more money. He has no more guaranteed money on his current contract there. And I think it brings up a bigger discussion about Philadelphia because they had the dominant run through the NFC this past season, but they have so many free agents on defense. They have to pay Jalen Hurts. They don't have to, but he's eligible for an extension this offseason. Do you think that we're going to end up seeing some Philly regression heading into 2023? Combine the fact that they can't keep everybody with losing both coordinators, and I think they're in a yeah. in, in, in a tough spot right now. Where are they positioned in the NFC? I don't know, because if this deal gets done and Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, I mean, rank the NFC quarterbacks, Femi. It's Jalen Hurts and then everybody else. Who's second? I Derek mean, Carr? It's probably Prescott Carr, Cousins. I, One of the- Michael got mad when I su- suggested Prescott was in the top three. Oh, geez. So did Sean King. So there's he's six or seven. I, who else is <laughs> Michael actually said Michael actually said he thinks Geno Smith's the third best quarterback in the NFC if Rodgers is gone. He's, he's in the top five. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But so they're still going to be very competitive in that conference. But, boy, they got a lot working against them. Now, Slay is going to be one of the casualties of it. I guess the, the performance in the Super Bowl, they're going to blame more on the grass than on, <laughs> than on the green, pardon the pun, young guys in the secondary that they can shop Slay uh, and trade Slay, although the grass was awful. It I was. talked about it for two weeks. Everyone Are they going to fix the grass? We watched Michigan and TCU slip and slide all around the field. Yeah. I mean, uh, Butker got hurt in the first game. He slipped. They couldn't kick off the ball without slipping, and they never got that grass right. There's something about the humidity or something there at that field in Arizona. They couldn't get the turf right. But this is just the first in the dominoes, I think, in Philadelphia as they reposition their reinvent their team here. Michael, you know, this comes out every Monday and Thursday, correct? Yep. Femi, the GM sure. shuffle. Uh, he was on fire on Monday, and we're going to hear some clips from yesterday's show as well later in this program. We will hear some clips. He, he was bringing the heat on his, on his cross-country journey. Working vacation. <laughs> yes. I, I, don't, I don't know how he does it, but he does the working vacation uh, and also does hits elsewhere as well. Uh, the, the Vikings, though, they released Adam Thielen this morning after nine seasons. Thielen has been synonymous with that Vikings organization. Obviously played his collegiate ball. I believe it was, was it Division Two or Division Three yeah, over there in, in Minnesota? Yeah. yeah, he was a guy that was undrafted free agent, came on the scene and, and had a hell of a career with the Vikings. Now they've moved on due to the money. He was due $19 million this year. They were never going to pay him that, given that Justin Jefferson is now eligible for an extension here. He'll wind up somewhere. That's the thing. Do you he, think that he has some juice left I in the do. Team? I do. I do. You know, you, I think you get another couple years out of him here. I still think uh, – He's very serviceable. He's not your number one guy anymore, obviously. But you know the Vikings have the number, maybe the number one of all number one guys yeah. on their roster. Um, it's interesting. Speaking of of, of Geno Smith and and the story, you know he he's welcome for them to draft a quarterback, and they they've never had a pick like a five, right? They've never yeah. been able to do this. I'm sure they're going to take a quarterback. Do they take Anthony Richardson? 
Mm. Seems like a good spot because, you know, Gino can mentor him for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. How confident are you that Seattle will return uh, to prominence in the NFC in the next few years? And by that, I mean at least make a conference championship game. I kind of like them this year. Yeah. I, I do Just because of the draft picks. They have two number ones. Mm. I believe they have five picks in the top 83. They have about $30-plus million in salary cap space. I think that they have a path to make some noise in free agency and in the draft. We're going to have Michael Sean Dugar tomorrow on the show. He covers the Seahawks for The Athletic. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him, i say, hey, how aggressive do you think this team is going to be in free agency? If he get, tells me that they're going to be aggressive, I think that's the time to start buying in on some Seahawks futures, honestly. Because there's so much uncertainty around that NFC West division. I get that the Niners, everyone's like, hey, the Niners are loaded. Their quarterback is going under surgery today for the elbow, Brock and, and, Purdy. And, a, and an injury that football players don't get. Right, so there's there's a lot of uncertainty there yes. with, with Brock Purdy. Lance has played what four games? Who? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, do you are they the favorite with Trey Lance as the quarterback? I, I think the market will cool on them. If that I, I just let's not forget Seattle led them at halftime in the playoff game mm-hmm. as well. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the worst beats I ever took. I, I had Walker over 15 and a half rushes. He had oh. 14 rushes in the first half. I lost it. He actually had a 16th rush. He got 11 yards when they were down 14 on a first down carry, but they had holding and he never got the ball. <laughs> oh, no. I said, Danny Burke, you convinced me to bet these props. I'm done with it. <laughs> 14 rushes in the front. They were doing great. They were controlling the ball. I said, well, and then, of course, he texts me at half looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game gets away from yeah, him. Yeah, it got away from him quick. It got away from him quick. <laughs> One turnover, and all of a sudden, yeah. boom, the Niners are up like 20. It's like, I guess I guess we can get ready for Chargers-Jags. <laughs> I, w- I want to go back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and we'll talk about this, and I know I know Michael has an opinion on the clip about the curious case of Lamar Jackson and everybody mm-hmm. lining up. Not I, you know? Yep. Are the Vikings the candidate for Lamar? I keep thinking the Vikings and, and Lions... Both would be in the Lamar Jackson uh, Derby. Uh, that's a winnable division. Uh, Rodgers is yes. leaving. Rodgers is leaving. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I don't even count him in the Packers' no, plans. He's yeah. out. Uh, that's very winnable. I mean, the Lions could be the favorite going in anyhow. But, you know, this is a long-term play with Lamar. People forget, mm-hmm. you know, I want Rodgers. Is that a year? Is that two years? I mean, all all this stuff. He'll be in a oh, darkest retreat Brady, this time next Brady year. might come back. to my, This is all such short-term stuff where you're yeah. building a team to compete for the next five years. I, I, you know, I think both of those teams eventually get into the sweepstakes. I think any of these teams in the NFC, because we talked about how, who's the best quarterback, you should be asking yourself, why are we not interested in Lamar Jackson? Just based on the dynamics of that conference with all the quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks are all in the AFC. There is a lot of room for a team to kind of surprise and to go ahead and, and challenge Philadelphia or the Niners if that ends up being the team in that conference there. If, we'll, we'll have that discussion with Lamar, but I think yeah. there's there's definitely a path. That if goes. he goes to the Panthers, I'm not sure they don't become the favorite in the NFC South. I know Carr may... sure they would, yeah. Right? They I, would. I, that, that's my thought yeah. uh, on it. I think Panthers and Dolphins make a lot of sense, and I think Lions and Vikings make a lot. Atlanta has no quarterback, but they're out, out, out not interested. <laughs> after, after doing everything to try to get Deshaun Watson last year. <laughs> yes. Now this year it's like, hey, here's an easier path oh. with a guy that doesn't have the baggage. Oh, they're ready for Ritter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ready for Ritter. God almighty. <laughs> I don't think they even said that in Cincinnati. Uh, let's play a little boomer bust, and we'll carry this okay. conversation on a little bit later in the show. But boomer bust, we're talking about Adam Thielen. We're talking about some of these wide receivers. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. today is going to have a workout for NFL teams in Arizona. I believe that's coming up in a couple hours later on this afternoon. 
Do you think it's a boom or bust that teams should be interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? No, I think it's a boom. I, I Obviously, his health is a big concern with an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. But the guy's a diff- difference maker. If you can make him fit into your locker room, if, I mean, that's a big... I think that's the part we miss a lot, and Michael talks about it, is how do they fit into the locker room yeah. as much as how talented they are. Yeah, and people forget, before he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, he, had a, he already had a touchdown. Yep. He already had another big play. Like, yep. He was instrumental in the Rams winning that Super Bowl and going on that run. He had a shot to be the MVP. I had a ticket on him. Bowl. <laughs> I, I was crying alongside with him Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Justin Perry of Shot Quality comes up next to discuss some college yep. basketball here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. College basketball taking center stage this week. Conference tournaments are starting to really heat up today. Semifinals all across the board. Some quarterfinals as well. We've had, uh, you were talking a little bit about this Purdue game during the break there. Any interest? I know you said you want to wait for the under 12, maybe under 8 timeout. But uh, the Boilermakers, they're getting tested against Rutgers here. Yeah, I, I lean a little bit over this in-game total of 128.5. I also like it when the dog is ahead in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they played to, to 64, 63 or something right about that total now. But Rutgers came out and shot well to start the game. But we'll take a wait-and-see approach here. We got no time, Femi. Justin yeah, Perry's locked and loaded. We do. Justin Perry <laughs> is locked and loaded. Our first guest on the program here this morning. And Justin from Shot Quality, college basketball betting analyst over there, Shot Quality. Justin, we appreciate the time that you're joining us here this morning. Uh, before we get into the games, can you just give the viewers and the audience, know, let them know kind of what Shot Quality is and what how you guys kind of go about picking these games and, and coming up with your numbers? Yeah, for sure. So Shot Quality is shot-based analytics. So we take a look at how different shots in a game of college basketball are taken to value essentially what offenses are developing instead of looking at games from a box score perspective and having a lot of, you know, the luck, the natural variance that is very present throughout all of March and all of the college basketball season. We try to take a look at, you know, the the way that teams develop their offense, the way that they defend opponents in terms of what they allow them to, you know, I guess, make on in terms of the shots, right? So is it a good open three rates? We'd look at rim rates. We look at how teams defend different shot type values. And then on a player level, we calculate what each shot is worth and create our own scores. So we have an expected score to every single game and essentially every single player performance on an individual level. Justin, does your predictive model of these quality shots lend itself to, I know it's very popular right now, futures betting, whether it's just a conference tournament or whether it's to win the NCAA tournament, or is it specifically game-by-game matchups? No, it definitely lends to uh, some futures betting. We had a great little look at teams like, you know, Texas State 
in in the uh, in one of the earlier tournaments who was overperforming. They were a higher ranked team in shot quality than their seeding, uh, you know, and, and just understanding that there is so much luck cooked into, especially some of these small conferences that when it comes down to a one game sample, sometimes the season isn't really the most fair look because teams get really hot, teams get really cold, and their win-loss record can be a little bit off. So we evaluate seasonal performance as well and can tell you what an expected record is based off our expected win percentage. So definitely some good places to get value on on season-long futures. We're speaking with Justin Perry, college basketball betting analyst over at Shot Quality. Well, what do the numbers tell you about the total in the SEC game that's about to tip off in less than 30 minutes between Mississippi State and Alabama? Yeah, so we're projecting this one a little bit higher uh, than everyone else's. I think currently I'm just pulling up this number here. Uh, make sure I get you guys the right one. We have it at 73.7 to 64.4. Uh, so that's going to be a little bit higher than I would think what most people are expecting out of Tennessee. Uh, this should be a game where, you know, you have a little bit of the, the better teams surviving now. I'm feeling a little bit better about overs. And so is the model. We've seen a couple of unders come in over the last couple of days. Well, a lot of those teams that can struggle offensively have gone home, and I think we're going to get a little bit more of an offensive showing here. It uh, should be a fun one. Both of these teams pretty high up. We have Tennessee as our sixth-rated offense, and Missouri as our 40th-rated offense. Should be some buckets made. Justin, you've got two plays on the Xavier-Creighton game in the Big East. Yeah, man. We, uh, we have Xavier... Get, keeping this one really close. So we like the points. We saw them get tested last night by DePaul, but probably not something we should be totally thrown off of uh, exactly kind of where our metrics can come in here. We expected that game based on the shots taken to be an 81 to 62 victory over Xavier, over DePaul. So even though DePaul got hot and was hitting a lot of their shots, those are not shots we expect them to hit normally. So maybe don't get like too rattled about Xavier struggling DePaul shot the lights out and Xavier still got it done and is advancing. So this should be a game where, you know, if things fall as expected, it should be a battle. This is one of the best matchups in the Big East. We expect it to be close and for each team to have a pretty even shot at taking the victory. So getting a little bit of the underdog money or the points is how we would play this one. And then uh, we have it uh, rated right now on the score, I believe at 71 to 72. So 140 points is where we're making it. We Yeah, you know, it's going to be a double play for us, but uh, should be a good one. We like the under, even though people are expecting that offensive firepower. We could see this one coming down to the last premium buckets in the second half, kind of how I'm seeing it be played out. Defense might be at a premium compared to what people expect with these offensive powerhouses. Justin, I'm not sure if you guys do it as a collective or maybe you just do it individually, but... In the case of this Mississippi State and Alabama game, I know you like the over in that contest, but in terms of the side, given everything that's going on around this Alabama program, do you guys ever kind of factor stuff like that, the outside noise, and maybe some of these things that aren't really necessarily quantifiable, does that ever enter into your handicap when you take a look at a team where Alabama has an unprecedented situation going on with yeah. their star player in particular? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Brandon Miller's been uh, scoring with, with no problem since this has started, but we actually, there isn't really much that our analytics is going to take into account with that. It's it's really purely just which shots are developed and which shots are taken in order to understand, like, you know, offensive expectations and defensive expectations. But personally, handicapping that type of stuff, I think you definitely want to consider what's going on in the real world. Situational handicapping is definitely something that has 
been prominent and profitable if you understand sort of not only how teams are going to match up, but maybe how teams are going to try to take star players out of a game. If someone's shooting hot, maybe a little bit too much extra going on in the news. Uh, definitely important, but not really going to be accounted for in these metrics, which just focus on the basketball being played. Justin, in your model, let's just take the San Diego State game. Uh, yeah. For example, they're an eight and a half point favorite here. If your model, what would your model have to say in order for this to trigger a play? Would it have to say they would win by 11, by 10 and a half, yeah, by sure. 10? And then part B of this question is, does your bet size depend on how far your model is different from the line? Really both great questions, and I'm really glad you asked. So we have a value threshold of at least four, greater than four. So 4.1 points of edge has been shown to pretty uh, evenly return value. So the second part of the question is no, we do not gauge our unit size or our play size based on how big the edge is. It is a directional model in that sense. We look for it to trigger, um, you know, based on these situational matchups because we categorize every shot too. So we have like ratings for teams on pull up threes, on, on catch and shoot, off the dribble, uh, off screen action, isolation, mid range, all of these factors go in and are actually you know, compared against one another with the frequencies at which these teams uh, kind of operate. And then we're able to kind of understand and expected points per possession. So we can have like pretty interesting results. We have very sizable edges, but what's important is that the model is getting uh, triggered for a play past the threshold. So totals require five plus and sides need more than four. Justin, I know you have two plays on the totals in the semifinal games in the big 12, Iowa yeah. state, Kansas, Right now, that total is at 130. TCU, Texas, the total sitting at 146 and a half. Yeah, so we're going to uh, have the over in the Kansas State, a uh, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State <laughs> game, and we're going to have the under in the Texas TCU game. The under, I guess, is one of those pretty sizable uh, expectations here for us. We really like the game to go under here. Again, we're not going to throw three units on it because it's expected, but our projected score is 66 to 65, essentially, in favor of Texas. So we expect this one to slow down. Another one of these, you know, the, both these teams are very, very good defensively, uh, even though uh, they are also offensive units. I think in games like this where there's so much on the line, the model is expecting the game to be a little bit slower. And then Kansas-Iowa State, I mean, people love that Iowa State defense, but we do expect them to give up 73 points to Kansas, even though they are the number one defense on our site, uh, like first, like by a good amount, they force the third amount of defensive turnovers, 10th efficiency in, def in like transition off of that. We just think there's going to be a bit more points than people expect. It's a, it's a pretty low number there at 130 for a big 12 game. Now, so we got about 35 seconds here, but I want to get all your plays in. You're on Jackson State plus six and a half and Grand Canyon yeah. plus two and a half as well. Ooh, Grand Canyon's a big one. We actually project them to win the game. So Sam Houston has been pretty uh, awesome to watch and, and Jackson State we have them also really keeping it close so taking six points there is one I really like uh, first conference tournament win there last night for coach Mo Williams so I think they keep it rolling and at least give him a good battle all right he is Justin Perry college basketball betting analyst over at shot quality bets make sure to check out all of his work Justin we appreciate you joining us this morning and be well hey thanks guys have thank a good, you uh, happy March Awesome. Good stuff from Justin. A lot of plays for people to digest on this conference championship Friday. You know, it's it's one tool. Like you say, you can't. What does their model say about Mark Adams being dismissed from the team? You know what I mean? But it's a tool it is. that you can use in your handicapping and your betting. 100%. All right. We'll talk some more NFL on the other side. A little GM shuffle recap here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is offering college basketball fans a chance to pocket extra cash winnings all season long. Just log in to your BetMGM account to receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then 
place a college basketball parlay with a minimum of four legs using the token. If the parlay hits, you'll have your winnings boosted. New to BetMGM, we'll download the app and sign up now to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at making a big win even bigger. Place your four-leg parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with a college basketball parlay boost token. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm filling in for Michael Lombardi, who's making his cross-country venture out here to Las Vegas and hang out with us for a handful of weeks. So we're very much looking forward to having the big guy here in the flesh. Maybe we can get him to to winter in Las Vegas now. Can he, You know, his family? Seriously. No, seriously. His uh, family's all here. Yeah. He can go summer there in, in New Jersey and in, in Cape May, wherever he's at, Oceanside, this, that, and his buddies and all that, and, and you know, go back and decorate their houses and win the contest <laughs> for Christmas. But let's get him out here for the when, meat of the football exactly. season. Exactly. Huh? That'd be awesome. November through like May. Lombard. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to him. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll sell him on that when he gets out here. I'm sure it's going to go over really well. Just give him a house. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think anybody would live out here. Help pay Bill Eighties lived in a hotel for six years. Yeah, how does he do that? Yeah, that's I, a I tough. Don't, one, I don't want to even try to understand. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> Shout out to Bill Eighty for that. But that's. I think I'd go a little bit crazy not getting a a home cooked meal, but we're all different here. The crowd behind us actually just had a nice little roar after Zach Eady threw it down in this game with Rutgers and Purdue. Purdue now has the lead on a fifteen to four run, which has spanned about seven and a half minutes. Uh, oh, how things have changed. In the Windy City. Yeah, four points for Rutgers in seven and a half minutes. <laughs> now you're wishing you'd laid a point and a half, right, right Femi? Wow. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of in-game. But, hey, Rutgers took the lead. So maybe the Scarlet Knights yeah. will keep this thing close. But I think we got a, uh, an interesting game on our scans. I don't know how good it's going to be. Maybe it'll, it'll pick up. But I think we got an interesting game in the quarterfinal of the Big Ten tournament. We'll talk some more college hoops coming up later on in hour number two. But let's end hour number one, Mike kind of going through the best of of the podcast that I co-host with Michael Lombardi. Once again, the GM Shuffle. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. It's a lot of fun. We go through the NFL all throughout the offseason. This is not just a regular season, Johnny-come-lately deal. Mm -hmm. We talk all throughout the offseason, Mondays and Thursdays, new podcasts dropping in your feed. And in the most recent podcast, we discussed Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson and What's going on behind the scenes with all this energy from teams saying that we're not going to pursue Lamar? Here's what Michael had to say on the most recent podcast of the GM Shuffle. You know, it's lying season, Femi. People lie. Like, how can you look at Atlanta with a straight face and say they're not interested in Lamar when they were on the meeting to fly with Deshaun Watson? How can you say Carolina's not interested when they were on the airplane to see Deshaun Watson? Like, seriously, how, I mean, those two teams were, they, they were, Atlanta was the favorite to get Deshaun. Yeah. This, Lamar's better than Deshaun, and it's cheaper. It's cheaper. It may not be cheaper financially, but it's cheaper in terms of draft compensation. What do you make of that? That it's maybe lying season to these teams that are saying, hey, we're not going to pursue him 
but they're working some back channel stuff behind the scenes. Well, I think that's more plausible than it's a grand conspiracy that they're all lining up to try to uh, that they're trying to uh, deny him a Deshaun like contract. Although uh, I'm sure they'd like to do that, but yeah. I, I don't think there's a cohort. All right, you know, nine twelve, you're going to release your statement, and you know, Mike McDaniel's all Tua. We built the world for Tua, and we're going to. Yeah, we're going to do all this. I, I, there's a lot of jockeying that goes on, just like at the draft. I mean, that draft mm -hmm. is, a, is just, it's amazing to watch the misinformation that people put out. I mean, people believe what they hear and they go to, I mean, we had guys here with the draft last year that were even work here, they're down all over town because we talked. Aiden Hutchinson was here in his age and he's going on the bup, 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 the this and that. And the, and the kid from Oregon is going to, and they bet all this, and it doesn't happen, right? So there's mm -hmm. so much moving around and intrigue and, and stuff like this. We used to play this board game when we were in high school. It was like, it was like World War II, and you, you were always double-crossing people and alliances <laughs> and all. You know, then that's how you want it. And there's a lot of that that goes on in these offices. No one can speak to it better than Michael. Yeah, I think the fact that it's lying season makes the most sense, like you said. Like, I will admit, initially, when I saw this coming out, because I was going about my day, and I was like, oh, Lamar gets the tag. Of course, we all expected that. And then within 20 minutes, like I was finished up a workout, took a shower. Within 20 minutes, five teams said, hey, we're not going to nope. pursue him. I'm like, what the hell is that? And, and the first instincts would be, okay, they're working some sort of collusion deal to not give him the guaranteed deal. Now, I would guess that NFL owners do not want to give him a fully guaranteed deal. Otherwise, he would have one right now. Steve Bashotti, chief among them, when Deshaun Watson got that deal last year, he said, hey, this is not the new norm. We're not going to be doing this type of thing. That's kind of why we're in the situation that we're, we're in right now. But I do think that this is kind of negotiating because I would imagine that the Falcons, the Panthers, maybe even the Miami Dolphins would want to work something out with Baltimore to where they don't have to give up the two number ones that they would have to give up if they just blindly signed him, uh, signed him to the offer sheet without Baltimore really being in on the whole thing. I think that this, and Michael talked about it, but this not having an agent has not made this process any good for him. I was no, no good for Roquan Smith, and it's not good for him. He needs to get an agent. If he wants to talk to Baltimore, he needs to get an agent, right? Yeah. So that they can honestly assess the situation. Him not going to the playoff game, I think, spoke that he was not going to take another snap as a Raven. There's one other thing that I, I draw back to, and I'm not a GM or anything, but his nonsensical treatment of COVID about oh i'm gonna read about it now i got it a second time i need to do some studying so i don't get it. i mean it's there's there's just in the back of my mind i wonder if some people that gives them cause for pause about this guy as as a leader because it's just so out of touch with reality that he could not know what was going on with COVID. it, it really <laughs> it, it would make you wonder if you're going to give that much money to somebody it's just, <laughs> it it's just there's, there's a big disconnect there <laughs> but by all indications his teammates love him in baltimore We've heard Calais Campbell has come out, I think, when he was doing media stuff during the Super Bowl, said, hey, we would love to have Lamar Jackson be our quarterback. Uh, I know Rashad Bateman went after the general manager, deleted the tweet, but he, but he tweeted and said, hey, like, why are you blaming us? Like, you guys don't protect us and, like, make things good for, for eight, is what he referred to as Lamar. Like, so, like, the, he has guys in his corner in that locker room, but it, it just it, it makes you wonder, like, I with, think the, with the with the with the – the injury status and all that stuff, maybe that's what's holding teams back, but I would imagine it all comes down to the money. I don't, I think he could have played. I really do. I think that think he, he was... wasn't going to – yeah, why would he have risked it, you know, when he's sitting on a yeah. big payday? Also, a signal is they, you know, let go of Greg Roman, the mutual. Hmm. Yeah, he's a run game. He's an excellent run game coordinator. It would seem they're moving away from that run game attack with that, double, that dual threat quarterback.
Yeah. No, it's because they built this entire thing around Lamar yeah. Jackson. It seems like that thing that they built is coming to an end at some point. So, I, I, yeah, I don't think we can really read into what these teams are saying. If two weeks from now, I think if there's still nobody interested, then it's like, okay, what's going on? But as we sit here right now, because Lamar, because he doesn't have an agent, teams would have to contact him, and he's not allowed to be in contact with teams until the new league year on March 15th, which is next Wednesday. Uh, on the Aaron Rodgers front, <laughs> this is a fun one. <laughs> Recently, the New York Jets went ahead and flew out to California to meet with the four-time MVP quarterback. Michael Lombardi had this to say on the, uh, on, the, on the discussion that things are coming to a head with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. You know, last week we, we reported that, you know, hey, he wants to play football. Like, there's no way that they would have gotten on an airplane to fly 3,000 miles, waste mm -hmm. all that money on fuel if the guy wasn't interested in playing football. Now, I know he's not said that he's officially coming back. And I'm sure he's couching as if, well, I want to hear what they have to say. No, I think what they, what you want to hear is what the contract's going to be. I think that's the whole meeting. The whole meeting is, can we agree on a deal? Can we agree on how we're restructuring this money you're owed and fit it into our salary cap? That's essentially what it is. All these, all this reporting, well, the sides are moving closer. Well, of course they're moving closer. They flew all the way the hell out there. You know, like, do you think they're not going to come up with a deal? Like, to me, that's just trying to get Twitter followers to follow you. Uh, Lombardi was he was throwing 98 yesterday on the pod. He's, he's, been, he's been very good on the road. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. They're now the fourth choice in the AFC. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the betting market's already moved to that, yeah. assuming that this, that this deal is done behind Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, are you looking at them to now win the AFC East? Is, does he automatically make them on a par with the Buffalo Bills? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. I think you have to honestly build in a little bit of maybe Rodgers isn't what he was. Like I, I think because we saw it happen with Russell Wilson last year. He kind of falls off. Now Rodgers going back to Nathaniel Hackett. I know they have a friendship, but he didn't play that great down the stretch, especially in that game against Detroit. I would still put the Chargers and the Dolphins a little bit ahead of them in terms of, of outlook to win the AFC. AFC is going to be a lot of fun coming up next season. We're going to have more fun on the other side to start our number two here on the Lombardi Line. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. 
So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.